Meanwhile, Krishna, who is the super soul within everyone's heart, could understand that the big statuesque figure was a demon. While he was planning how to stop the destruction of his intimate friends, all the boys, along with their cows and calves, entered the mouth of the serpent. But Krishna did not enter. The demon was waiting for Krishna's entrance, and he was thinking, Everyone has entered except Krishna, who has killed my brother and sister. Krishna is the assurance of safety to everyone, but when he saw his friends were already out of his hands and were lying within the belly of that great serpent, he became momentarily aggrieved. He was also struck with wonder how the external energy works so wonderfully. He then began to consider how the demon should be killed and how he could save the boys and calves. Although there was no factual concern on Krishna's part, he was thinking like that. Finally, after some deliberation, he also entered the mouth of the demon. When Krishna entered, all the demigods who had gathered to see the fun and who were hiding within the clouds began to express their feelings with the words, Alas! Alas! At the same time, all the friends of Agasura, especially Kamsa, who were all accustomed to eating flesh and blood, began to express their jubilation, understanding that Krishna had also entered into the mouth of the demon. While the demon was trying to smash Krishna and his companions, Krishna heard the demigods crying, Alas! Alas! And he immediately began to expand himself within the throat of that demon. Although he had a gigantic body, the demon choked by the expanding of Krishna. His big eyes moved violently, and he quickly suffocated. His life air could not come out from any source, and ultimately it burst out of the hole in the upper part of his skull. Thus, his life air passed off, and the demon dropped dead. After the demon dropped dead, Krishna, with his transcendental glance alone, brought all the boys and calves back to consciousness and came with them out of the mouth of the demon. While Krishna was within the mouth of Agasura, the demon's spirit soul came out like a dazzling light, illuminating all directions, and waited in the sky. As soon as Krishna and his calves and friends came out of the mouth of that demon, that glittering effulgent light immediately merged into the body of Krishna within the vision of all the demigods. The demigods became overwhelmed with joy and began to shower flowers on the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna, and thus they worshipped him. The denizens of heaven began to dance in jubilation, and the denizens of Gandharva Loka began to offer various kinds of prayers. Drummers began to beat drums in jubilation. The Brahmins began to recite Vedic hymns, and all the devotees of the Lord began to chant the words, Jai! Jai! All glories to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. When Lord Brahma heard those auspicious vibrations, which sounded throughout the higher planetary systems, he immediately came down to see what had happened. He saw that the demon was killed, and he was struck with wonder at the uncommon glorious pastimes of the Personality of Godhead. The gigantic mouth of the demon remained in an open position for many days and gradually dried up. It remained a spot of pleasure pastimes for all the cowherd boys. 
The killing of Agasura took place when Krishna and all his boyfriends were under five years old. Children under five years old are called Komara. After five years, up to the tenth year, they are called Pagonda. And after the tenth year, up to the fifteenth year, they are called Kashur. After the fifteenth year, boys are called youth. So, for one year there was no discussion of the incident of the Agasura demon in the village of Braj. But when they attained their sixth year, they informed their parents of the incident with great wonder. The reason for this will be clear in the next chapter. For Sri Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is far greater than such demigods as Lord Brahma, it is not at all difficult to award one the opportunity of merging with his eternal body. This he awarded to Agasura. Agasura was certainly the most sinful living entity, and it is not possible for the sinful to merge into the existence of the Absolute Truth. But in this particular case, because Krishna entered into Agasura's body, the demon became fully cleansed of all sinful reactions. Persons constantly thinking of the eternal form of the Lord in the shape of the deity or in the shape of a mental form are awarded the transcendental goal of entering into the kingdom of God and associating with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So we can just imagine the elevated position of someone like Agasura, into whose body the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, personally entered. Great sages, meditators, and devotees constantly keep the form of the Lord within their heart, or they see the deity form of the Lord in the temples. In this way they become liberated from all material contamination, and at the end of the body enter into the kingdom of God. This perfection is possible simply by keeping the form of the Lord within the mind. But in the case of Agasura, the Supreme Personality of God had personally entered. Agasura's position was therefore greater than the ordinary devotees or the greatest of yogis. Maharaj Parikit, who was engaged in hearing the transcendental pastimes of Lord Krishna, who saved the life of Maharaj Parikit while he was in the womb of his mother, became more and more interested to hear about him, and thus he questioned the sage Sukadev Goswami, who was reciting Srimad Bhagavatam before the king. King Parikit was a bit astonished to understand that the killing of Agasura demon was not discussed for one year until after the boys attained the Paugunda age. Maharaj Perkit was very inquisitive to learn this, for he was sure that such an incident was due to the working of Krishna's different energies. Generally, the kshatriyas or the administrative class are always busy with their political affairs, and they have very little chance to hear about the transcendental pastimes of Lord Krishna. But while Maharaj Perkit was hearing these transcendental pastimes, he considered himself to be very fortunate because he was hearing from Sukadev Goswami, the greatest authority on the Srimad Bhagavatam. Thus being requested by Maharaj Parikit, Sukadev Goswami continued to speak about the transcendental pastimes of Lord Krishna in the matter of his form, qualities, fame, and paraphernalia. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purport of the twelfth chapter of Krishna, the killing of the Agasura demons.